Hi, this is Nick Forster. This week, we are going to revisit a show we recorded a couple of years ago at E-Town Hall. Um, it includes some remarkable music, a great Achievement Award story. It's lovely to hear the sound of a live audience applauding and cheering, because we haven't had that in a long time. That show starts right now. Town Hall in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains, it's E-Town with this week's guests. From Western Massachusetts, the Suitcase Junket, Achievement Award winner Chad Bernstein, and from Eastern Kentucky, Tyler Childers. I'm Helen Forrester. Join me now in welcoming our host, Nick Forrester. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Helen. Welcome to E-Town Hall. Man, oh, man. We have all the ingredients, all the pieces and parts we need. We've got a one-man band who plays slide guitar and sings while also playing the drums and the harmonica, the percussion, and more. We've got an inspired volunteer who decided to bring musical instruments into schools to help keep kids out of trouble. And we've got one of the most inspired and inspiring young songwriters to come out of Kentucky in a long time. Got all the good pieces and parts here this week. So our first guest uh, grew up in Lawrence County, Kentucky. His dad worked in coal mining, his mother was a nurse, and they sang in church, they sang uh, Stanley Brothers songs in his dad's truck, but mostly our first guest, he watched, and he listened, and he wrote things, uh, poems and stories and snippets, and by the time he was in his late teens, he started writing songs in earnest, playing locally, building a repertoire, more songs came, little recording, more songs, uh, and then a fellow Kentuckian introduced him to Sturgill Simpson, and that led to Sturgill co-producing his uh, first full-length record, which came out last year, called Purgatory. And what happened next was kind of remarkable and, and kind of understandable at the same time, which was that everybody loved the record. It was a great record, and critics and fans and friends and DJs, they loved the flavor, the feel, the songs. And um, that just launched the career of this 20-something Kentuckian. We're really glad he's here today with his band to play some of those songs and some others. Please welcome to E-Town for his first visit, Tyler Childers. Cocaine 
Cast your troubles on the Lord of Lords Wind up laying on cool board But I got buddies of White House Road And keep me struggling when my feet hang low Rock up whiskey gonna ease my pain All this running's gonna keep me sane Get me Moonshine, give me higher than the grocery bill. Take my troubles to the high wall, pull them in the river and get your bill. We've been sniffing that cocaine, ain't nothing better when the wind cuts cold. Lord, it's a mighty hard living, but a damn good feeling to run these roads. It's a damn good feeling to run these roads. This is a redneck commentary on reincarnation. It's called Born Again. with my friends and I 
Hey, Tyler Childers, welcome to E-Town. So good to hear you. Hey, thanks for having Great us. Great songs, and there's so much in them. There's so much story and place, and, uh, you know, we get the feeling that we're kind of getting to know this part of coal country that you're describing in most of these songs anyway. And in some cases, it's pretty bleak. That's life. That's life, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because those of us who don't live there or didn't grow up there, when people talk about coal country, they talk about usually... The fact that there's not as many jobs as there used to be, and there's a you know epidemic of drug abuse going on. Those are like the things that people who don't know think about. Now, of course, that's just you know like in people talk about Boulder, they think about legal weed and Birkenstocks. It's like that's <laughs> a lot more happens here than those two things, mm. right? Yeah, a lot more stuff than that yeah. going on. But your dad worked in the coal industry, right? Yeah, he did for yeah. a long while. I'm 27. I'd say he was there for 21, 22 years. So yeah. it put it put food on my table for. Yeah. As long as it, it was around, I guess. Had his dad also been in coal? or His dad worked at a factory. They made a bunch of different things. Yeah. They made, like, the bases for trophies and a bunch of other stuff. I can't remember. Yeah. And your mom was a nurse, right? Yep. She's yeah. a nurse at Johnson County Health Department. Yeah. And those are two good jobs, you know, to have parents that are both working. That meant you and, oh, you and your family were doing well. Yep. Did I make that up about singing in church? Was that something you did a fair amount of? No, you didn't make it up. Yeah. And um, so where, when I think about your singing and it's got that kind of great, like a sort of the break in your voice that like Hank Williams had, but only more raw and, and kind of rough, that didn't come from church. I, I really liked uh, Long Gone Lonesome Blues, Hank Sr. So I'd sit around going, oh, 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 yeah. you know, 
Yeah. Almost exactly like that. <laughs> so. But that was when you were five, and then it got better. Yeah. Well, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I, didn't, I didn't do it too good just now. So. <laughs> and then the writing thing was just paying attention, right? Observing and adding some stuff, I suspect. I've always enjoyed writing. Spent a lot of time reading with my grandpa when I was younger. That was something we did a lot of together. So I've always had a passion for literature and, and writing my own stuff. And then, How did you uh, do that with your grandfather, by the way? Would you have two copies of the book and read, or would you read out loud? Or how no, did we just read out loud. Yeah, so yeah. trade back and forth. Yeah, we popcorn it, you know. Wow. So make sure I was paying attention. <laughs> what kind of books? We read a lot of Laura Ingalls Wilder and Jesse Stewart. Yeah. Well, it's cool to have that tradition of reading and a multi-generational tradition of reading. Again, that's like winning the lottery is it, for a young person, just to have that be part of your world. That's very cool. What about favorite musicians? Did your folks listen to music at home and have favorite musicians? Yeah. My dad was a big Skinner fan. Uh, CCR, Jim Croce, Alabama. When I was little, I got in his closet and found his cassettes, and, and that was it. Wow. And, that kind of encouraged me. I'd, I'd got a guitar when I was five, but I didn't spend much time playing it. I was big on baseball. I had dreams of being a starting bench warmer. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I found his cassettes in his closet. I started listening to him, and I started like taking my coat rack and using it as a guitar and running around the room and like using it as a, also as a microphone. And, and somewhere in there, I was like, this would be a lot cooler if this wasn't a coat rack. <laughs> So, here we you are. A, you, got, <laughs> you got a dream. You got to start somewhere. Yeah. You got a dream. Um, speaking of reading again, I know that it helps as a writer to read and take in uh, language and turn of phrase and all that stuff. But in amongst all the, the moonshine and the cocaine and the troubles, um, I understand you also read like Ram Dass's Be Here Now and things like that. So it's a, a more sp sort of... Eastern mystical spiritual side of things, right? Yeah, you got to balance it all out, you know. Yeah, can all be <laughs> can all be moonshine and cocaine. So. <laughs> there is the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> and in all fairness, and with good reason, there's a lot of love songs too. I yeah. mean, there's a lot of really beautiful love songs in amongst your canon at this point. Um, I am curious about the part of the world where you live just because we think about coal country and, and uh, I know that there are people who are hurting and people who are wishing they had better jobs or better opportunities or that the schools were better or whatever. There's a lot of really great things to be said about where I'm from. There's a lot of people that are starting to take initiative, you know. Uh, for a long time, uh, if you weren't going to be a coal miner, a doctor, or a lawyer, you know, a lot of our best and brightest moved elsewhere, you know, to find job opportunities. And, you know, it's a lot like soil. If you keep on taking nutrients and, and don't put back in, then eventually it's just going to be Played pretty. Out. Yeah. yeah. But there's been a lot of people starting to care about home, you know, taking pride in where they're from. I believe there's a company that's uh, making solar panels and installing them in Ashland. And, you know, it, it takes people like that to take a risk in a place and, and start creating job opportunities. Yeah. We took a, a pretty heavy hit, you know, as a people, because our whole entire economy was based around coal, you know. I mean, even if you weren't directly in coal, if you were, you know, some gas station that 
right? Sold biscuits and gravy on the way to a, a place, you know, and you were dependent on all these miners going to work to stop in your station and just get their supplies for the day, get their food, you know? Mm-hmm. And then once, you know, the thing that uh, held the whole thing together went down, that was that. Yeah. We've had a time or two in our, in our history where our identity has changed, and that's just where we're at. Right. Um, we started becoming loggers, and then we realized what was underneath the soil, and our identity was miners, and now we're at that point where we can't let this identity that we've not really even had that long hold us yeah. back, and it's going to take some change. Yeah. Scary, but... Yeah. yeah well, it helps. I mean, I have to be really honest, Tyler. I think it really helps for people like you to shine a light and tell the stories and invite us in to get to know that part of the world a little bit and get to know the stories and the characters because there's an obvious reason for us all to connect. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming. Thanks for writing these great songs. We've got lots more music to get to. Would you help me welcome back Tyler Childers?
That's Tyler Childers, along with James Barker, Craig Berlitic, Rodney Elkins, Jesse Wells. The two records are called Purgatory, and also live on Red Barn Radio, volume one and two. They'll be back to play a lot more music later on in the show. This portion of E-Town is made possible by the Bohemian Foundation, building stronger communities through the Bohemian qualities of creativity and imagination. On the web at bohemianfoundation.org. And by our diverse family of NPR affiliates and community stations, plus college and commercial stations, as well as our international stations and podcast subscribers worldwide. Thank you for your continued support. You're listening to E-Town. Nick Forster, you're listening to E-Town. Tyler Childers will be back later in the show to play some more music. And coming up from the great state of Vermont, originally the Suitcase Junket is here. But before we bring him out, we're going to introduce you now to somebody that um, we got to meet with the help of one of our listeners. Uh, we get to do this every week where we get to just feature a story that um, someone was, was moved by or inspired by enough to let us know, and we get to then pass that story on to our listeners uh, it's always the same. Somebody looks around, saw an opportunity to make things a little better, and uh, took the time and the energy and that first step to try something. And then that always, uh, in, in every case, grows and makes a big difference. And we recognize those efforts with something called the Achievement Award. And here comes Helen to tell you about this week's winner. Thank you, Nick. Our winner this week is Chad Bernstein of Miami, Florida. Chad has been an accomplished professional musician for many years. One particular gig, though, changed the course of his life forever. Now, I'll let Chad fill you in on what happened, but let me just add that that experience led him to establish a nonprofit organization dedicated to using music to engage kids from low-income areas in order to improve their academic performance, school attendance, and overall behavior. They're doing amazing work with great results, and I'm excited to say that Chad is with us all the way from Miami. Miami to tell us more about how things got started and how things have progressed since then. So please join me now in welcoming this week's Achievement Award winner, Chad Bernstein. Chad, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Professional musician, playing for a living, and then Helen said this certain gig made a big difference in your life. I was playing in a band called Suenalo down in Miami, which is a Latin funk project. And a friend of ours at a show just said, hey, I'm working with these kids at a juvenile detention center. Can you come and talk to them about a career in music? Maybe give them some options for uh, alternatives for whatever got them in there. Yeah. And got to the detention center and they told us we couldn't bring the guitars in because they could be used as weapons. The strings would be taken off to strangle us. And we were... Uh, didn't realize what we had gotten ourselves into, but wow. um, ended up being able to take the instruments in and 40 of these kids come into this room and they're kind of all around us. It was a pretty intimidating situation, especially because when we started talking, they had zero interest in what we had to say whatsoever. They would just keep talking themselves or they weren't paying attention? They or? just looked like they wanted to eat our lunch. And oh. uh, 
So these are teenagers. Yeah, I mean, these are all, you know, it's a juvenile detention. So up to 18 years old, and these up kids 18, were in there yeah. for, you know, everything that you could imagine and some. Like what? I mean, everything you'd be in a yeah. regular prison for yeah. after you're 18. So yeah. ultimately, we said, you know, all else has failed. Let's just try and play something and see if they glom onto anything. And we started playing, and our MC started rapping, and some heads started bobbing, and mm-hmm. we got done playing. And in the back of the room, this kid yells out, na, na, nueve. And the guards go over to kind of silence him and quiet him down for being disruptive. And we say, no, 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 sing it again. He says, na, na, nueve. The crowd goes back. With a little bit more enthusiasm. But the, the whole thing happens. And our drummer starts a beat, and then all of a sudden the horn players come up with a little horn line, and the keyboard player starts a little groove. And then all of a sudden we're in the middle of this song, and these kids are sitting there like, oh my God, what's happening? And uh, lo and behold, these kids right. are just entranced. And a couple of them get up and start freestyling, and then all of a sudden we're making music, and it's coming from every which direction. Yeah. And the look on the kids' faces and the curiosity they had, it looked like they'd just seen wizardry happening in person. And then after that, the conversation went everywhere and anywhere you could imagine. Yeah. All the doors were open. So That's so cool because you were making something in real time together. Yeah, I mean, and, completely unintentionally, yeah, but yeah. it's just kind of where the music took us. Wow, so that completely transformed the situation. It did. And uh, as musicians, it's clear now that we hold the key. Right. And it was really, how do we get to these kids before they get to that point? Before they're in the detention center. Right. Yeah. And middle school is kind of this gap. Yeah. And by the time these kids are in high school, they've already lived several lives. In middle school already, they're yeah. having to take care of little siblings. They have all the responsibilities that you yeah. would imagine much later in life. And it's just, you know, there's not as many options for them. And then music's getting taken out of the schools. Right. So if you're a kid that's not necessarily going to be interested in something that's going on after school, what's the thing that's going to keep you there? It's going to be the kind of music that you like, taught by professional musicians. That's kind of the hook. Yeah, that's great. So we provide all the instruments. We go in and we play a concert for the kids in the school. Then we get all the kids to sign up. And then we spend that entire year pairing professional musicians that play one instrument with a small group of kids, like three to five kids. Mm-hmm. So by the end of the year, the sessions that are broken down by mentorship, individual kind of instrument instruction, then ensemble playing, you build a real relationship with these kids that's a lot deeper than the music. The music yeah. is the, the bridge. And uh, is it working? It's working really well. We started with five professional musicians in a school in North Miami with about 15 or 20 kids in 2008. And it's grown now from Miami to Chicago. We serve over 700 students a year. We have about 50 musicians. Wild. And it continues to grow. And uh, two of our students that picked up a guitar for the first time were offered scholarships to Berklee School of Music, University of Miami. Um, Wild. Thank you. Amazing. And just to to tell you a, a, a quick story that really sticks out in my mind, I mean, I have this one student, Santa Marie, that came to us after being expelled from a middle school that she was previously in because she was getting suspended so often for fighting, trying to fit in. And um, that girl just graduated high school with honors two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Wild. And I'm very blessed to feel like we offer that opportunity to kids. Let me ask you, do any of the kids come back after having gone through the program and having Uh, their lives changed and say, hey, I want to help out or I want to be an ambassador? So that's the coolest part because the communities that we're in are historically dealing with poverty, dealing with violence, dealing with a lot of the the issues that we see in bigger cities. You know, to see those kids understand the impact that they can have on other people's lives, it means that they value their own lives. Yeah. And that's breaking the cycle, so. That's cool. And I imagine at this point, since it's growing, you've served so many people, you must have a bunch of volunteers. Hundreds. Hundreds of volunteers. That's incredible. 
and the instruments come from donations or how do you get the instruments? Yeah, the instruments come from donations. I mean, we're funded by, you know, like you guys, private donations, foundations, grants, sponsors. Yeah. But but it's really the people that go to the website that donate the 10, 15, 20 bucks a month. Yeah. Those are the things that sustain us as an organization. And, you know, it's really not as hard to make a big impact as you'd think of it is. Yeah. And is your T-shirt uh, the name of your organization? Guitars yes, Over Guns. Shamelessly promoting. Choose your sound. Guitars Over Guns. That's awesome. Is there a... Um, yeah, th those of you in radio world may not be able to see it, but take my word for it. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, how many kids have been through the program so far in total, do you think? 3,000 kids have been through the program. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And when you go to these communities, there's really no way to tell what could have happened had this not been there. It's like... They'll tell you. They will? Yeah. Like, if this program hadn't been there, these kids would have chosen a different path. Yeah, so uh, we're really blessed. I was recognized by CNN a few years back as a CNN hero, and the student that they interviewed told them straight up, you know, I, I would have been running credit card scams and would have probably been in jail or not around. Oh, wow. So it's, it's been a really incredible thing. Those are not the questions that we necessarily ask the kids, yeah. but they don't mind sharing them when they do. It's really powerful. I'm not at all surprised. Well, Chad, it's a great story. Thank you for sharing it with us. Thank you. And good luck. If anybody wants to check out more, it's guitarsoverguns.org. There's all kinds of photos and information on there. The T-shirt is pretty cool. Thank you. And, I'll uh, have to mail you one. And, <laughs> and thank you again for sharing your story. This week's thank Achievement Award winner, Chad Bernstein. <laughs> Guitars Over Guns. Giving kids an opportunity to choose a different path. It's a critical time in their lives. Congratulations, Chad. If you've enjoyed hearing this story and you want to share it with your friends, you can find the entire interview on our website, etown.org. And if you know of someone you think deserves some recognition because of their efforts to better the planet or the lives of others in some way, send us their story. They might end up on the air. You can learn what we look for, and if it's a fit, uh, submit your nomination at our website as well. Or you can always write us the old-fashioned way at Box 954, Boulder, Colorado, 80306. All right. Thank you, Chad. Um, thanks, Helen. So we got more music coming up from Tyler Childers and his band in a little while. Right now, let me tell you what's next. I played a festival with Hot Rise last year, the Winnipeg Folk Festival, and we shared a stage with this guy, and it was just sort of like, whoa, all of this sound is coming out of this, how is this working? But I'll just tell you that he grew up in Vermont. His parents were both school teachers. He started out singing with his sister, Kate, uh, as part of a band called Rusty Bell. Soon realized that he had the talent and the energy and the skills to cover a lot of that band sound on his own. And uh, we're really happy that he's here for his first visit to E-Town. Also, please welcome the Suitcase Junket. Thank you. It's a treat to be here with you. I don't have any boats 
Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, my name is Matt Lorenz. We are the Suitcase Junket. Uh, yeah. Should I introduce the band first or later? Yeah, well, I think you should go ahead. Okay, yeah, we'll just do the band really quick. Down on the suitcase bass drum, we got the right heel keeping it soft and steady. It's a thankless job. Someone's got to do it. Right heel's just the heel for it. On the right toe, we got the hi-hat because every boom needs a chick, I guess. I don't know what that means, but I say it almost every night. On the left toe, we got a baby shoe hitting a gas can for the sound of innocence. Uh, on, the, on the left heel, we got a, a cook pot sounding very much like a cook pot. Not too many mysteries there. A little cowbellish, I suppose. Also on the left heel, circular saw blade, helping us mark the ends of rounds. That's the band, thank you. That's the band. You are on. Um... You're omitting at least three elements that you didn't introduce. Oh, yeah. Um, one is that funky guitar. I don't know what it is, but it looks uh, cool. Is it an old Stella or something? What is yeah, it? Yeah, I pulled it out of a dumpster. It was filled yeah. with mold, which is <laughs> never... I mean, you shouldn't put a guitar in a dumpster, let's be real. Well, it's a creepy it's, thing to do. If it's filled with mold, you, it's debatable. Whether White vinegar beats mold every time. Okay, you all know? right. So, so, yeah, I found out recently, actually, what it was. All the, the only marking on it was a little sticker that said Made in Japan, and it was a Kingston, which Tysco made. Oh, okay. So it's sort of like the low-level mail-order guitar from the yeah. 60s. 
one of the other uh, members of the band that you didn't introduce is the wild and crazy Tuvan throat singing whistling that mm. you do that I don't understand. Yeah, I swallowed so, a penny whistle as a child. No. <laughs> and they, were, they said you'd just leave it in. <laughs> let's, uh, let's hear what that is a little bit. Mm. Basically, you're humming a note, you're making this sort of uh, shape with your tongue, and then the note you're humming gets broken up into the harmonic sequence. I sort of liken it to the sonic equivalent of light through a prism, you know? The note you're humming is the white light, your tongue is the prism. It's the air and the harmonic frequencies. Yeah. It's the way that music breaks. Yeah. You know, it's the reason you get harmonics on a string. It's just a natural yeah. thing. When I learned how to do it, I, I felt like I joined some old human club, you know, like, because people have been doing this since there have been fires to sit around. Right. You know? But anyway, this is what it sounds like without all the mess. If this is your tongue. So, um... Get in your cars and practice. I'll see you in five years. Oh, stop it. I love it. So wild. Fun. Let's talk a little bit about the evolution of your band and the various sounds you can make. Did you start out sort of busking and playing on the street and wanting to add percussion and then it just sort of grew from there? Or was this a fully formed vision that you just kind of manifested? No, it was a little at a time. In the other band that I was in, in Rusty Bell, I had been doing some foot drumming, sort of built a homemade box. It was just a boom chick kind of machine, you yeah. know, hit two heels on drum pedals. And then, um, you know, I found that guitar and started pulling songs out of it. And it's, uh, it doesn't sound good in standard tuning. It only sounds good in open C. So I let it live there and started developing this sound and I'm a tinkerer and builder of things and so I started yeah. building some foot drums and mm -hmm. one thing led to another. I certainly cut my teeth busking in, you know, in certain towns. It's really yeah. good. So I yeah. you know, go down to New Orleans for a week every year. And it's so real. You know, busking is kind of like hitchhiking or something where it's the energy you put out is what you're going to get back. And well, yeah. if you're in the zone, if you're putting it out and people connect, then not unlike what uh, Chad was talking about when he's making music in real time with those kids, this is the thing you got to be on. Oh, yeah. To yeah. busk. Oh, yeah. And um, am I right? Your parents were school teachers? Yep. So did you have that similar uh, reading tradition that Tyler had where you had books that you would share and read out loud? And oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. there's actually every morning, there was a few years there. We grew up in rural Vermont, and, and the public school was a little spotty from second grade to sixth grade in terms of quality of education. And so we got homeschooled for those years, and we'd have morning readings, you know. And so that was the, you start the day, everybody picks a book, do a little reading, and that's how you get started with cool. the day. Yeah. Well, I just have to tell you, Matt, that this is a cool journey you've been on, and the net result is this amazing sound that I don't think anybody else can create. I was just blown away when we got to hear you last summer up in Canada. So oh, thank you. really glad you're here. Let's get back to some more music. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. Welcome back. Suitcase Junket. Thank you. Thank you so much. We're going to have some of the, uh, the house band come out and join me for a couple tunes. Got Helen Forster up here with me, everybody. Yeah. She's a really good other. <laughs> wow, <Well>, thank you. <laughs> There's a song called Busted Gut. Busted gut, I can't feel a thing. 
my God, it busted good. I can't feel a thing. My phone keeps ringing, but the birds stop singing. There's a reason I believe in the dreams and the visions better than the screens that scroll by fishing for another reason to get mad. Still, busted good. I can't feel anything. I got a busted gut. I can't feel anything. There's an old man yelling at the TV station. What the hell happened to the imagination? Picking on pills in extreme agitation. He's got a reason to get mad. Still a busted gut. I can't feel anything. I got a busted gut, I can't feel a thing The world is a cushion to me, I play the pen Thank you so much for having me, everybody. It's such an honor to be here on E-Town. Thanks to the house band, thanks to Helen and Nick. It's a real treat, thank you all.
never feels like mine Feels a green glass of wine Fear and grief and joy divine It don't last, it just passes you by Can you grab it or give it a try? Massachusetts, the record's called Pile Driver. Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by Silk, a pioneer of plant-based beverages that supports the environment as the charter sponsor of Change the Course, a program created by National Geographic to help conserve and restore fresh water to the planet. More about Silk's environmental commitments and plant-based nutrition at silk.com. If you've tuned in late and you've missed some of this week's program, the E-Town Podcast will have this episode and others along with content from past shows as well. It's available for free in Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast directories. You're listening to E-Town. Nick Forster, I'd like to say hello to our listeners who hear E-Town on stations like WSKG in Binghamton, New York, and parts thereabout, on KACU in Abilene, Texas, and on WKMS in Murray, Kentucky. Thanks, everybody, for listening. As always, if you want more information about any of our guests, and of course, if you want to learn more about the Achievement Award, all that and more is available online at etown.org. Um, you guys have been great. We've covered some territory. We did have the... Uh, the tales of, of hard times and uh, moonshine and good deeds for uh, troubled teens. We covered some ground. I want to thank you all for spending some time with us here at E-Town this week. Right now, please help me welcome back to the stage, along with his band, Tyler Childers. This is a love song I wrote from a lady. Old lady mate. Thank you. 
stone's throw from the mill And I'm a good walk to the river But my working day is over We'll go swim our cares away Put your toes down in the water And a smile across your face And tell me that you love me Lovely Lady May Ain't the sharpest chisel that your hands have ever held But darling, I could love you well Till the roll is called on high I've seen my share of trouble And I've held my weight in shame But I'm baptized in your name Lovely lady man song. Tyler Childers. Thanks to Tyler and his band, James Barker, Craig Berlitic, Rodney Elkins, Jesse Wells. We're going to get everybody out there on stage and do one more song. I want to thank all our guests. We had a, uh, a really nice time. The Suitcase Junket from Western Mass doing his amazing and remarkable unique thing. Thanks to our award winner, Mr. Chad Bernstein, bringing musical instruments and instruction and opportunity for kids, thousands of students. Thanks to Tyler Childers and his band. The E-Tones, Helen Forster, thanks to all of you. We, uh, we're gonna leave you with a, a fresh take on an old Stanley Brothers tune. I'm Nick Forster, hope you can be with us next week right here in E-Town. There's a place near to me Church, precious, 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 prec
E-Town is recorded at E-Town Hall and produced by our donor-supported nonprofit organization. To comment about the show, email us at info at etown.org or connect with us on Twitter or on Facebook. It's a small country how my heart will fill with joy when we meet up in little country church. Distribution is made possible by our family of sponsors, this station, and listeners like you. This is a production of E-Town.